lessons I learned from the first year of making starting is the hardest part. One, allow the beginning to be the beginning. The truth is your first attempt at something is rarely going to be perfect. Sometimes I listen back to the first few episodes of the podcast and cringe at the production. To be honest, when I was editing this episode of the podcast, I was cringing at the production. My sound levels were all over the place, my mouth is almost always too close to the microphone, and I've made some really questionable editing choices. But those mistakes were made because I was trying to do something I hadn't done before. I was starting, messing up, and learning. And at the time, I used to really beat myself up about it and think, what is the point of putting anything out there if I know it's not good? But the beginning is the beginning. You've got to be kind to yourself. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to have a few messy first attempts. And it's going to take time. But that's totally normal. Babies don't come out of the womb knowing how to be adults. Beginners don't start projects knowing how to be experts. So just start and allow the beginning to be the beginning in all of its messy, amateurish and imperfect glory. Two, have a strong and defined why. Why are you starting the project? Why do you wanna pursue it? Why do you think that this is the right way to do it? When I was staying up late, waking up early and cramming all my spare time into making this podcast and writing, my why is the thing that kept me going. It's what reminded me why I'd started and why I needed to keep going. Define your why. Three, you won't always love the work that you put out, but that means you have taste. The challenge and opportunity is working to shorten the gap between your taste and your ability. I've come to look at this as a lifelong mission. Because even when I love something I've made, in hindsight I always think of ways that I could have made it better. But each time I work on something, I get one step closer to making the kind of things I love. This Ira Glass quote, which I'm thinking of putting up on my wall, puts it best. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game is still killer and your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase, they quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have that special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this and if you're just starting out or you're still in that phase, you gotta know that it's normal and the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you'll finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. It's gonna take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just gotta fight your way through. Four, don't let your mood dictate your schedule. You've gotta plan it in and do it anyway. No matter how many hashtag motivation Monday posts I see, there are some weeks where I just don't want to do anything at all. Weeks where the only plan I want to make is of what Netflix show to binge while eating mug cakes in my bed. Through setting myself the goal of releasing an episode every month, I learnt the value of planning in advance and making certain things non-negotiable so that feeling uninspired, unmotivated or insecure didn't get in the way of doing the things I had set out to do. Plan it in and do it anyway.
five. I know I've said this before, but you have to measure yourself by your own definition of success. Numbers, views, likes, approval, opportunities, awards. You can spend your whole journey chasing them without ever feeling like you're succeeding by your own definition of success. And you can be excelling in terms of your own definition of success without ever measuring up to the idea that you see online. You have to take time out to work out what you want and what you're aiming for, or you could easily find yourself running and striving towards an idea of success that won't ever fulfill you. True success is creating your own definition and then living it. Six, always make sure the microphone is recording on both sides of the conversation at the right level for the whole interview. Seven, the only thing standing between you and your goal is the fear-based story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. I can't remember the last time I started something that was important to me and didn't feel a little bit terrified. But that fear means it's important, that you're faced with an opportunity to really overcome something, to push outside of your comfort zone and really step into the life that you want to live. So remind yourself that fear is just a story your brain's way of protecting your current reality. It's not the truth, and it doesn't have to be what defines your next step. Eight, document the process. One way of tracking my progress that I really love is listening to old voice memos that I made for my future self and reading back old journal entries that I wrote when I first started making this podcast. There's something really cathartic about delving back into the state of mind I was in at each step of the journey. I often get caught up in comparing myself to people around me and the future self that I'm working to be. But there's something really quite lovely about hearing my past self and reflecting on how much I've changed. I'm remembering what it was like at the very start and learning to be proud of where I'm at when I reflect on where I've been. So if you're on a journey of any kind from moving house to starting a new job to working on a project, find a way of documenting it. Your future self will thank you. Nine, you've got to learn how to be your own cheerleader. The reality is that no matter what you do, you're gonna spend a lot of time doing the work by yourself. Making plans, making mistakes, overcoming challenges, and learning how to do the things you're trying to do. The reality is that most of the times when people see the final product, they won't know what it took to get to it. That I once spent a whole week's worth of early mornings and late nights before and after work writing a five minute long intro that I knew only a handful of people would listen to. And in situations like that, you've really just got to clap for yourself. Congratulate yourself behind closed doors because only you know how hard you've worked. And the real reward of doing anything is knowing that you followed through on the promises that you made to yourself. 10. Success doesn't come from what you do occasionally, it comes from what you do consistently. This is one of those things that I kind of already knew, but I was a bit lazy in applying to my creative life. When I first started making the podcast, I would have these really short but intense spurts of inspiration. And when I had them, I would be really productive, booking guests, coming up with interview questions and ideas. But then I would go for weeks without doing anything else. And I think it's a pretty common thing that happens when you're starting out. To only write when you're feeling inspired or run where the weather's nice or study when your desk is perfectly organised and you feel like it. But 
In the times when I was consistent and saw the results of doing a little bit of work every day, I learned that if you want to be successful at anything, you have to have the discipline to work at it consistently, even if it's just 15 minutes every day. Consistency is key because success doesn't come from what you do occasionally, it comes from what you do consistently. I had a really great time putting out the first year of starting is the hardest part. And after a summer of rest, thinking and planning, I'm super excited to tell you that starting is the hardest part will be going into its second year on October 7th. Now that I've sat and reflected on what I've already learned, I can't wait to learn more. I'm still trying to work out how I'm going to do the podcast around university and job applications and writing more than I ever have. And sometimes I stare up from my bed in the middle of the night with this fear in the middle of my chest. But then I realise that fear comes from knowing that this is important to me and that I love doing it. So if you have a dream that you want to turn into a reality, an idea that keeps coming back to you, or something both scary and exciting that keeps you up at night, I challenge you to ignore whatever's holding you back and just start. Because while starting is the hardest part, you've got to start somewhere.